Well, no need for a recap here because we're talking movies. We're talking. Starring Louis Tan, Jessica McNeamy, and Josh Lawson, based on a story by Oren Uzel and Greg Russo, screenplay by Greg Russo and Dave Callahan, and directed by Simon McCoy. Laser beams, it's better than fireballs, ya pussy. Man, I, I don't know how we've been doing this show this long, and you still have the shittiest fucking quotes, especially out of this movie. I, I even took two, because I figured... I'm going to give them both just because I can't believe you did. So the first one, obviously, get over here. But the one I think that is best, Kano wins, you fucking beauty. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? As Scott said, we're talking about the reboot, 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 reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the French coming yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the that's French the version. It's the uh, the, our Quebecois <laughs> one. We're doing the uh, 2021 reboot of Mortal Kombat. So Scott, take it away. All right. So first, um... it's, it's a, yeah, it's a reboot, not a, a boot out in a boot or whatever I tried to say there. I'm going to just make one fucking comment. Uh, spoiler. Only, only one? You're going to only make one yeah, comment? Yeah. No, wow. no. I'm going to make one comment first to start with this. Um, namely, your your quote, the get over here. Okay. Before we get into Are you going to say spoiler, some fucking nerd shit? I feel like nerd shit is coming right now. It's not nerd shit. I just need you to explain something to me. Okay, go. So, so you know, you spend 200 years in hell. Okay. You, you speak Japanese the whole movie, but you spent 200 years <laughs> to just fucking say, get over here. And then the rest of the time you just speak fucking Japanese. Uh, that's a fuck you. You, you, uh, you watch this movie in a way more in depth way than I did. I, I the fact that you picked that up as I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a slow clap there. Uh, that's uh, pretty impressive. Cause I, I did not pick anything like that up, but, uh, that's good. Good point. Good point, Scott. You don't hear that very often on this show. So you better put that in, uh, put, put that in your skyrocket. Wait, wait, did you not listen to our Oscar thing? It was, it was constantly like, you're right. You're yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. Gonna, anyway, moving on, moving on, moving on. So, but in terms of that, so obviously as a, in my adolescence, I enjoyed Mortal Kombat, playing it on the arcade. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember being 14 years old and my two cousins uh, go, being in line for when that first movie came out. Was that 94, 95? Uh, well, 14 would have been 96, 95, 95. 95 yeah. yeah, you're talking the original then, Mortal Kombat movie, right? Yeah, the original, being in line, so hyped, thinking like, oh my god, this is going to be awesome. Thinking first, it's going to be like the game, super violent. And then, you know, ending up having to watch the Babysitter's Club movie, (laughs) because one of my cousins weren't 13, and, you know, good kids that we were, good Christian kids, we we didn't lie, and ended up watching the fucking Babysitter's Club. So, you know, this movie, and the series has a warm part in my heart. A lot of fond memories. Well, that's all for us today. And tune in next <laughs> week to hear Scott ramble on about another bullshit part of his childhood. <laughs> what the fuck? Wow, I didn't get to see. Okay, but did you wait, eventually? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I, okay, I now that you've we said the, the fucking day. drawn out version of your life story here, 
Did you eventually see the movie? Can you put it into yes. some context? And then we'll maybe talk about the movie that we watched this week that came out in 2021. Can 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 you we do what? that? Can we do that a little uh, bit? Just just a tip? Okay. Like Fuck you. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? I just want to listen to the theme song by the Immortals. Do you remember going to the club and just listening to that? Just out of the blue? Fucking the same thing? No, no. I, uh, I remember the soundtrack. I remember that song being on the soundtrack. You're talking about like the Mortal Kombat one that they, uh, like the spoiler whole alert, they, uh, they remix it. Surprise, surprise for this movie. Uh, anyway, okay. Obviously, you're not going to give us anything useful about your experience with the original movie. Other than the no, fact- well, the original, it's on my, I don't know if you would call it like um, guilty pleasure, but I rewatch it every <sighs> couple of years. So fucking bad, man. It, I mean, the first one, the first one is not the second one. Like, just forget it ever happened. Well, let's be honest. The, OK, this particular film, the 2021 reboot, got stuck in development hell for like 15 fucking years because of that second movie. Basically, it just like sat on a shelf and nobody could really get it made. I mean, that's the short version, unless you got a deeper dive on that for us, Scott. Well, yeah, like this is the origins of this, like the the writer Oren Uzil. If you have YouTube search up mortal Kombat legacy it was a web series that literally brought the series like to rated r and gore and it's amazing and it was directed by i'm gonna fuck up his last name but his first name's kevin and then tancheron um i believe or tacharani is the um the last name and he was gonna direct this and then yeah same thing well he was actually yeah he was attached to it for a period of time then, then they yeah. got to, it got stuck in development hell, and then he I think he went back to doing the web series, and then just hooked up with other projects or whatever. Yeah, and then James Wan came along, or they came to James Wan, whatever, and he got it fucking made. So, and good on him, man! Like I think fifty million budget, and as of this recording, I have that it's already made sixty-seven million. Yeah, and I got that for box office. I don't, I couldn't get yeah. any video like video on demand numbers. But I mean, this thing was like number one for Amazon and HBO Max uh, when it first came out. I mean, for HBO Max, uh, 38 million households watched it at least the first five minutes of it in the first three days. And it's the most that for any HBO Max title. Um, Up here in Canada, uh, I had to watch it on Amazon for like 25 fucking dollars, which I'm super fucking angry about. Uh, And I'll get to why I'm angry about that in a little bit. Um, yeah, but, you know, before we move off the producer, James Wan, I mean, he, he did this project with his Atomic Mo- Monsters production. Uh, this guy's got a solid fucking resume. So- bunch of the saws, writer, director, or story, Insidious, Conjuring, Annabelle, not Antebellum, Annabelle, also his work, and Aquaman, and a bunch of other stuff. Like, this guy's a fucking heavy hitter in the, like, production, the writing, and the directorial, like for these types of these types of films, like he's done some big stuff. I think he's one of the few people that's had two films hit the billion dollar mark. Either than the Russo brothers? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but they have, they have the two last yes, two have, Avengers yes, movie. Uh, yeah, like James Wan is one that I actually like. Not that I'm starting to follow him, but he like. He's on my radar. Like as a director, anything, as a writer, as a producer, every, all three. Any, the triple he, threat, like the triple threat. Him and the other um, writer of Saw, Lee Winghall, who 
I fucked up his last name too. Hopefully he doesn't listen. But um, but he did the Invisible Man. Oh, the uh, one the with uh, Bloomhouse, yeah, with, with Moss, Moss with Elizabeth Moss, and he has and he has one film. I don't know if you've seen it on uh, Netflix. Well, in Canada, it's on Netflix, but it's Upgrade. Okay, no, I haven't it's seen that. A, it's fucked up. It's really good. They're actually developing it into a series and a sequel, I think, through Netflix as well. But yeah, it's pretty much a guy with a computer chip. Just think of Venom. Yeah. The computer chip kind of talks. But um, the guy just fucks everybody up. Like, I, and it's like a revenge piece. It's really fucking good. I definitely recommend it. So you, re- you recommend that then? Yeah, yeah. And I'll recommend this movie because you know it was a good time. I watched it twice, man. I watched oh. this fucking movie twice. I had trouble getting through it once, okay? How? Oh, my God. Flawless victory? Flawless factor. Oh, my God. Okay. So I feel like I, I, ha- I, I know where your opinion lies on this, on this next topic that I'm going to just say. So my quote this week is from James, Bern- James Bernardelli, Bernaldi uh, from Real Views. Mortal Kombat is slick, slickly made but hollow, offering little to anyone who isn't deeply invested in the franchise. It may be a good tie into the video game series, but it's a bad motion picture. I 100% concur. So first off, you sound like from the beginning of the show that you're, uh, you played the video game, you were big on the video yeah, game. Yeah, one and two. You fucking wanked out about the, the movie. So... Was some of this enjoyment tied to your experience with the video game? Because honestly, I didn't play the fucking game. I had some general ideas going into it. But so I was I essentially, hold on. I was essentially watching this as like an you action film. You asked me a fucking film. question. And okay, now, 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 go. now I'm getting your long-winded fucking life <laughs> story with this thing. <laughs> um, I played the first two, one and two. I never played anything else. And I haven't played the game in fucking 30 years. Okay. Right. But in terms of just enjoyment, like fucking Josh Lawson as Kano fucking just made that movie more enjoyable. He was he was actually the only character I enjoyed. Like the way like he was he was funny and he was kind of interesting. He, he seemed to do the best he could with this garbage script. Like I get it and I get it. Like you're making a video game movie. You know, you can try and create like this big drama and stuff like that. But I almost wish they just would have done like Bloodsport more. So like the video game, just Bloodsport. They go to the tournament. Maybe we see some background origin stories of each character. They fight, blah, 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 blah. Fucking movie ends. Like, I feel like I could write this fucking screenplay like this afternoon instead of the long winded nonsense that they fucking ended up bringing to the table, which is really weird because so the screenplay was written essentially by David Calham who did Doom, he did the story for The Expendables, Zombieland Double Tap, which was fucking shit, so I guess that's par for the course. Um, have you seen Wonder Woman 1984 yet? Yeah. Yeah, and did you like it? Did you like the like the the, the script, the dialogue and stuff? It was okay. I, I did enjoy the the first one more. Like, I think they, like, in terms of that film, I think they kind of built... Kristen Wiig and she did awesome, but then once you get to the end, like it just seemed rush. Okay, right? and what, mo- mostly where I was trying to go with this is like maybe this guy isn't such a fucking great screenplay writer, but I mean, considering your subject matter, maybe don't try and turn it into a drama. It just felt like it was 
there's a lot of action, but the action isn't even that great compared to other stuff, including stuff in the Marvel Marvel universe. And I'm not even a big fan of those types of things. Um, well, in terms of the action, um, I'll say that uh, you know this isn't the original cut of the film. Oh, okay. Like they like the cut of the film. Like they had to hire a, an additional editor to cut down because there's so much gore and brutal fights that it got an NC 17 rating. Yeah. And they wanted an R rating. Yeah. They wanted an R and they literally had to cut down a lot to get, to get that. That's why I thought the flawless victory was fucking amazing. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that there's a bunch of stuff in there, like the just starting right from the ground, the, the trying to turn it into any type of story and family bullshit and stuff like that. Just make it a fucking movie about people are going to go into like another universe and fucking fight each other. Just do that. Don't, don't try and you've give seen it that though. You've seen it with the first one. You've seen it with the games, right? But that's now all, that's what this fucking move. That's what this is about. It's about this fucking video this, game where you fight game. each other. So trying to, so, so, and again, so if you're going to try and build a fucking story, bring in a better writer then. And then you got to hire better actors and shit too. Like you no, can't just I be think, like, I think the actors did well in this. They did fine. Right? They did fine. Like I said, they, there's not a lot to work with there in, in the first place. Uh, so I thought the script was trash, absolute trash. Um, and speaking of editing, I mean, I actually was expecting them to have some hack fucking editors on here. Cause I didn't feel like the editing was super great either. It wasn't super tight. Um, I think they could have done a better job, but man, they've got a solid editing team. So they got Dan, uh, Labental, who worked on Iron Man 1 and 2, Ant-Man, uh, Bad Boys for Life. So he's used to working in the action genre. And Scott Gray, who's got a fucking Emmy nod for his work on top, uh, top of the Lake series, which is an Australian series that I'm looking to check out. It's sort of like a crime series. Uh, it's got also got Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss in it. Um, and, oh, actually, with, uh, with Scott Gray, here's my Canadian content. He was the editor on Isn't It Ironic? Don't you think? On Alanis Morissette's video. I thought that was such a fucking interesting little fucking tibbet. Gotta talk, anyway, man. It's radio. I, well, not, not anymore. We're on YouTube. So it's video, too. <laughs> People can see my disappointment in your face. <laughs> my disappointment my dis- in your face. I'm the one who's fucking should be disappointed having to watch this train wreck of a fucking dumpster fire of a movie. I'll tell you right now. This is... Go ahead. Go ahead. Before I, before I fucking run, run a train on you. Oh, okay. Is it a train I'm going to like? But... Come on, ride that train. <laughs> boop, boop, and ride it. But I think what you're what you're missing out is no film, especially a film like this that's a franchise, is a one and done. This is technically set up as... But the, okay, a... sure, 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 sure. But, I mean, it still needs to be able to fucking stand on its own as a film. Like, right now, I would cut 30 minutes out of this fucking film right away. Bang! I would chop it right down to the bones, pull out as much of that family story as possible, maybe use some flashbacks if I was just doing it in the editing room, and fucking make it just 90 minutes of fucking, like, kung fu fucking hustle, man. This thing, like, actually, I would have to cut... It would be a hundred and sorry, it would be just under an hour and a half because it's, it's only an hour and 15 minutes and it felt fucking forever, man. I was like, God, sorry, hour and how long? This is an hour and 50 minutes long. Five zero. Five zero. Yeah. 
okay, sorry. I thought you said one five. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to cut under? I'm like, it's a TV show. It's a pilot. <laughs> it's, a short, it's a short film. Uh, my, my literal notes to me on the length of this film at 110 minutes or an hour and 50 minutes, still too fucking long, seems to lag out during the center, just make the thing a tight hour and a half. Those are literally the notes I wrote myself to make sure I emphasize the fact that this f- film is full of a big section of junk. Junk. I don't think it's junk. I think it's I think you're wrong. For, I, I think it's filler for number two, right? So you know where it's coming from, right? Then make and better that's filler. The that's like that's like the pie can be filled with like chocolate or or apples, or it can be filled with dog shit. And they chose to fill it with dog shit. No, I think they they filled fatality, it with... Chris. Get over here. <laughs> See that 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 thing I thought was hilarious when like the the fighters would say it right like it's like ooh flawless victory and that that to me was the best scene of that fucking movie i think i think my the the part i liked was the fight actually not even the whole final battle which i don't want to talk to you too much uh there was definitely some interesting stuff there there's some decent choreography and cinematography going on but even then it kind of felt boring after a while like it it wasn't dynamic enough and i don't know why they had like good martial artists on 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 the payroll um and even on the top, like I said, they had a decent editing team. Um, their DOP, Jermaine uh, McMimic, Mick Minking, is, also has an Emmy nod for True Detective. Uh, two films that he's done that I actually am going to check out, I put them on my watch list, are um, Partisan and The Berlin Syndrome, which are both look fucking mad sick. So anybody who's listening, check out Partisan or The Berlin Syndrome or both. Same DOP, Jermaine uh, McMicking, McMiking, something like that. I don't know. I fuck up names all the time. Anyway, check those out. I'm going to check them out. I'll, I'll give you guys a heads up, maybe on Twitter or something about what I thought of them. But they had a decent DOP. They had a decent editor. Um, so the two things that I think have an issue here, and you feel free to push back on this. I've already talked about the script. Script's fucking garbage. You don't agree with me. What do you think of the director? I'm not... I thought he. I think this is his first film, if I'm not mistaken. It is his first film. He did one he did short film that. that was a minute long. He comes out of the uh, TV, TV commercial world. Yeah, I think he did a good job, right? Like, I think some of his choices were really well, well done, and some of the, like to me, I like the pacing of the film. Right, like it didn't feel long to me, but, but well, you fuck, watched it like, twice, so obviously not. No, no, like I watched it. I was gonna watch it again today before we recorded it. Like it was, it was that well done. But and I'm more interested on where it's gonna go as well. But I will say one thing because you did say you liked Kano. Do you know that this you wanted to talk about cursed films and the character of Kano may be cursed as well. Why is that? Well, in the original Kano, the guy who played him in the 1999 film, yep. 1995 film, died in 2003. Is that just because he got old? No, uh, drug overdose, <laughs> possible suicide. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> and Mortal Kombat Legacy, the, the actor who played Kano, uh, was actually expected to reprise his role of Kano for this film, but then he died before this film became in production from a heart attack. So, so I hope now, now we got to keep an there. eye on uh, Josh Josh Lawson and make sure he doesn't die of a heart yeah. attack or drugs, yeah, or both. They, 
they got they got to bring him back for the sequel for sure. He was good. Like I said, I thought he and again, some of that um are the lines he's given. He got to he got to be truly funny, not kind of like tongue in cheek funny. He got to be a bit boisterous and stuff like that. So I mean, he got to have a little bit of range in his character that way. Um but I mean, I want to get back to the director for a sec. So Simon McQuaid or um, he like I said, he came out of the commercial world. Check out his commercials for PlayStation and Duracell. The best thing to do is just Google Simon McQuaid or the director of Mortal Kombat and check out his reel and stuff. His commercials are amazing. And it was actually his commercials that got him kind of in the eyes of the producer, James Wan. Uh, But why the fuck would you take a guy who's never made a feature film and then bring him to your big live action uh reboot of a franchise i just i don't i don't think he had the has the fucking chops to do it at this point to be honest um and he actually turned the film down originally so his response was about his doing his first feature the first movie out i think it shouldn't be a video game i've done video game commercials and i get it but let's try to get something other than that and his agent's like hey why don't you look again so i'm guessing they just dumped a big pot of money on top of him but, I mean, the, he said he read the script and he felt he could do something with it. But I don't feel he did do anything with it. Or maybe, like I said, clearly I'm wrong. You you seem to like it. Well, I think this is... I don't want to say Joker. But it's the same thing. You're, you're 50 million for a live action movie with known commodities. Sorry? Known commodities? Like who? Mortal Kombat. Just the name itself is a, a known commodity. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, $50 million, it didn't get spent on the fucking actors. Like, there, there, isn't, no, exactly. there isn't anybody but big deal in here. It, it's one of these things, like, like in terms of, in terms of the whole HBO Max cast thing, like, this movie was never not going to lose money, right? If it's already in the two weeks it's been out in theaters, um, it's already made back its money. That's right. 38 million you said already watched it on hbo max yep 3.8 sorry 3.8 okay so 3.8 so what i don't know how much an hbo max membership is but well and like i said i paid 25 dollars to watch it so it'd be interesting this i couldn't find the amazon numbers but i mean just take like how many people watch it on amazon and then multiply that by 25 dollars. like that's a pretty piece of penny i don't know how much amazon keeps of that and how much goes back to the production company, but I mean, they're definitely making money, uh, on video on demand for sure. But I, sorry, how does that, I, I'm still trying to get you. You still need to explain what that has to do with hiring a guy who's done nothing but work on commercials to direct your film. Are you saying, cause it doesn't matter and you get them for the cheap. Exactly. Oh, fair enough. Maybe <laughs> they still spent $50 million though, man. That's not, that's like a mid budget film. 50 million that's like a fucking independent film now that's like nothing no no we've talked about this so low budget is like 7 million and under right and so i would say that like mid budget is from 7 million to 50 60 million so they didn't have they didn't have a huge budget for this they i mean you're right they probably paid their director a lot less than they're gonna play fucking christopher nolan or something like that i mean you're you're more into these kind of movies. Like, would you want a Schneider or something like that on this film? No. 
So you th- do you think okay. the director did a f- did fine? He's fine. Like you I, d- I think he I think he did a good job. He it was ser- serviceable. It was entertaining to me. It was it was everything that technically you, you wanted it to be, right? Like, would you change anything? If you if you could do whatever you want, change sound design, anything, what would you change anything? Um my only yeah, my only criticism so far of of this film is is i would agree with you in terms of the family stuff um because you knew it was coming like the whole point of that family was for him to get his mortal combat power yes right right you knew they were going to be in peril and that's where like you like that that would yeah that would be the only thing that really i would change i i mean but i you, guess i'd like to see the nc17 rating like that one i'd like to see that cut and see if it makes it better but i i don't think so cuz just more blood and guts is not going to make this film fucking entertaining or worth watching for me again like i said i had trouble getting i watched like an hour and 20 minutes of it and then I watched, finished it the next day. Like I was so un- unimpressed really? and uninvolved. Yeah, absolutely. No man. way. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. I even you set would... myself up because I'm like, oh, I got to watch this film. I was like, oh, wicked. It's not even two hours. This should be like rock and roll, fucking full nitro, you know, boom, 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 boom. And it was just, it was fucking sluggish. I mean, like you said, I think some people like it. Is there a specific demographic that you would recommend this to or everybody or what? No, this is gonna be this is gonna be literally like this is fanboy shit, right? Yeah, it, it, like it was. Um, yeah, it was not. How do you say it? It was catered to the hardcore fans, hundred percent, right? Right, 100%. like so. It's gonna be the dads that played it, and then now they're gonna try to introduce it to their kids and try to, you know play mortal Kombat on their playstation right? seriously is that is that what is that what happens in these types of situations i mean i don't i don't know i don't know that's what i did but <laughs> i'm like yes let's give us a little world a uh, little insight into the world of parenting through mortal Kombat. <laughs> I, I, yeah like the characters like like i said i stopped at playing at number two game so there's a bunch of these characters that i have no idea who the fuck they were like even the main character, well, I read later that he's not even in the games. He was just made for this movie. Oh, nice. And then, uh, yeah, but the guy who plays Scorpion's the oldest actor to ever play him at 58 years old. So, you know, he's getting recast in the sequel. As long as he also doesn't die, you know, old age and stuff. No, fuck you. Um, I mean, you. normally we talk about the actors and stuff, but like there's no one really big in this film um i mean we got what lewis tan played cole young jessica mcnamee played sonia blade a bunch of there are a bunch of them are australian actors i mean they shot for three months in australia so i guess that helps i mean the director's australian a bunch of other people are australian on this project but like none of these people really have like big solid resumes i mean mccad brooks who played jacks uh he was uh, you know supergirl necessary roughness true true blood and desperate housewives but yeah, no, no real heavy hitters. I mean, I think my favorite person is the DOP, and I'm excited to go check out Partisan or the Berlin Syndrome. <laughs> I'm going to do that actually as soon as we're done recording tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say 
the guy who played Scorpion is well known just because you don't know him. Like this is the first time it was very, well, he's big in Japan. (laughs) He's a big Japanese actor. Isn't that like a song big in Japan? It is. It's by the lonely Island. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I will say this. And the guy that plays Um, sub zero is in um, a TV show on Netflix. uh, That's all. He was in the raid. Yes. He was also in the raid. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I knew him from was the raid. But I'll say, like, in terms of the cast, like, the thing I liked about this movie, there was no fucking white savior. It wasn't a white guy who learned Kung Fu that was going to win the Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and they did a good job with that, with the hiring of, like, Asian actors to play the Asian characters. And, like, it definitely shows... There was, I guess there was some write-up in like Van uh, Variety or something like that about when they did the original Mortal Kombat, they had issues with the casting of an Asian actor in a, in a lead. Like they really had to like pull some levers to make that happen. And for this, it wasn't even a question. They just did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it enough that I can't wait in three years from now when, you know, Mortal Kombat 2. And then you will see your tournament because, you know, that's where it's going for the second one. So before before I get out of here though, so Joe uh, Taslim he plays uh, Sub Zero. Check out the show Warrior if you haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. There's like two seasons. It basically takes place around like the late 1800s as the Chinese immigrants are coming into the United States. It's kind of like a Bruce Lee style story. I mean, older than Bruce Lee, uh, but a lot of Wing Chun and stuff like that. It's uh, it's awesome. It's like great. That actually, go watch that instead of Mortal Kombat Two. Go watch Warrior on fucking Netflix because the fight choreography is way better. The scripting is way better. So uh, unless you got anything else for me, Scott, I'm gonna leave on that fucking note right there. Uh, uh Warrior, I believe is on Crave, not Netflix. Oh, okay, and, sorry, you're right. Uh, it was actually. Do you know who developed that series originally? No, I did not. Is it Bruce Lee? Oh, really? That, that, that's what he kind of. It was developed by him, and his. I believe his daughter is one of the producers of that show. That kind of to bring it to life. See, so Scott's agreeing con- with me. Don't watch the new Mortal Kombat. Go watch Warrior. What? On Brave. I never said that. I, I've never watched. Uh, I never watched Warrior yet, but it's on my my list. But no, fuck you. I never said don't watch this. I think you should watch this. Like fuck. Like, get a life, Chris. Come on. Not everything can be Mac or Chris Nolan. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you know, just popcorn is popcorn, and it's just fucking good. And watch Partisan and the Bruin Syndrome. That's all for me. Take us away, Scott. And that is our rant for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. You can also reach us and interact with us on social media at how do you like that one or email us at how do you like that movie at gmail.com. you liked it I, i'll tell you i was dreading watching this fucking movie right from the get-go like all weekend i was like oh, i gotta watch the movie. also because i had to pay 25 dollars to watch it so i think that also made me angry you know like it was not worth fucking 25 dollars or 22 50 or whatever it was it was a lot of money for a movie i didn't want to watch <laughs> i think that's why you didn't like it if you like hypothetically if you had it for free 
right? Okay. Would you have enjoyed it then? Not because the whole time you're probably like, that's 25 fucking bucks. Production by Rod Shaver, Fader Monkey Productions.